Well, you have tuned in, downloaded, or otherwise you're listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show with myself and Jim. If you're using cash, please pay first, Nelson. I'm bringing his mic up right now just because it needs to be. Good day, Jim. Good day. In God we trust, all others must pay cash. Yeah, we had we had an expression in law enforcement that said, in God we trust, all others we run through NCIS. Or not in, right. yeah, the National Crime, uh, not NCIS, that's the television show. The National Crime Computer. I can't even think of the acronym for it now. It's been so long since I've, I've used it. So, how has the world been treating you, Jim? Oh, great googly moogly. It has been one busy week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, what's well, I new? Had my, oh, I had the engine blow on my car. So and kind of working through the yeah, I've been working through that, but that's that's a that's a whole story. You got transportation? Not at this exact moment. Oh, you're hoofing it, huh? I'm hoofing it just a little bit, but by Monday, uh, this should all be settled for me. No. Oh. So, so how'd that come about? I mean, what, what, uh, your engine blew. Were you on the road when it blew or, or? No. Well, I say the engine blew. It didn't blow, but something ended up going on with the, uh, with the crank, I'm told. And they're like, nope, this car is not worth putting the money into. You need to figure something else out. And I'm like, I don't have anything else. I had a problem um, with the, with a crank in my car, but I made her get out. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Thank you, Rodney Dangerfield. It's, Take my word, yeah, please. Right, right. It's not who you think it is, by the way. It's just, it's not even true. It's just a, a opportunity <laughs> for a little bit of subtle laughter. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right, right. So, well, uh, so you're gonna get your uh, your truck, your car fixed? Uh, no, no, no. I I had like three options up in the air, and I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna put any more money into that car. Um, however, I was trying to sell my van and the dealership had it. They did some repairs to the vehicle. And as it happened, the, um, they're willing to give me my van back. And all I got to do is pay for the repairs. Oh. Cause they were trying to, they were trying to repair the vehicle so they could get a better price. And I was trying to get out from underneath the payment, yada, yada, yada. Um, and so that's what had happened. Uh huh. But, uh, fortunately, wonderfully, um, had some friends actually that my shout out is to, uh, Richard Georgie and the Christian League of Kung Fu Assassins. That <laughs> Christian League of Assassins. Boy, that's a new the, one. The, the Christian League of Kung Fu Assassins. Get that stuff straight. I think we might have found our title for the, for the episode. <laughs> well, this is this group of people. They're, they're the sweetest group of people. And the Lord has just brought them into my life and, and a lot of other Christians. Uh, Christian friends and, and, and family. But as it happens, you know, I, Richard always tells me, listen, if, you, even if I can't do anything for you, at least give me the chance to fail. Right. Let me, let me try to do something. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I did that. And, and he says, okay, let me see what I can do. And back and forth phone calls with dealerships and, 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 and mechanics and stuff trying to figure something out. Right. And he says, well, don't, don't outrun God. Don't outrun God. Something's in play. I can't tell you, but don't outrun God. And I'm like, okay, Richard, I trust God. I do. But I've got this level of insecurity where if I'm not giving 150% on my end. Right. Oh, I know what you to mean. To try to push thing, to try to push things forward. If I, if I, if I pause 
if I cease, if I, if I don't give it all of my effort and then some, if I don't pull out every tool that I can do to multiply my effort upon a situation, yeah. if I don't do all of that, I can deal with something bad happening. What I can't deal with is if I failed to do my best and then something bad happens. If God says, no, 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 I want to bring this thing into your life because I want to show you something, I'll, I can deal with that. But if, if there's any level of doubt that I might have been the cause of it, that's where I freak out. If God says, I'm going to do this thing, I'm golden. I'm fine. Okay, God, you do, you do whatever you've got to do in my life. I'm okay with that. But don't let me fail because then I'll be beating myself up. What if I had done this? What if I had right. done that? Right. Right. Well, at any rate, so I'm gone. I, I told him, I says, Richard, uh, I, I got it. I got to do me here. And my thing is, I hear what you're saying. I understand, but I've got to push forward. And he's like, okay, okay. But you know, this may be a lesson from God and, uh, you're going to fail it or you're going to pass it. And like, we understand each other and thank you. I don't know what to do with that at this moment, but long story short, I'd gotten on the phone with the mechanic. They told me, or the dealership, and they're like, well, the repairs to your van are going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of $600. So, wow. Um, you give us the $600. We'll sign the van back over to you. You made the last payment. You'll make this payment. And it just, it leaves our hands and goes into yours. I'm like, that's cool. That's great. Richard, Richard tries to get a hold of me in text and says, Hey, when are you getting out of work? I said, well, I had the loan of a vehicle, which is another whole story from a friend of mine, Mike McGarry, um, loaned me his vehicle for, for 48 hours so I could get back and forth to work for a couple days. Then he needed it back. So I'm like, as soon as I leave to work, I got to go to Mike's house. Will's going to meet me there, going to take me back to his house because I'm going over to the Leighton's for, uh, I was going to say Christmas dinner. Um, yeah, we just got Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Th Thanksgiving dinner, yeah. And... And he goes, okay, fine. I will meet you at Will's. Call me so we can coordinate. I go, okay, fine. So we're on our way out there. We're back and forth on the phone with him. He walks in the door and hands me two envelopes. Uh-huh. How much did I tell you the the cost of the repairs was? Uh, you said about $600. Yeah, he walks in with two envelopes in the amount with, with, with cash in the amount of $607. Oh, wow. Wow, that's fascinating because you know there's a verse in the Bible and you probably know the reference um to it before I can I can look it up <laughs> um where where the Bible says I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. That's right. what that reminds me of. And I'm 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 going to have to start calling you Jim the Sparrow Nelson. This this like what Jack Sparrow? No, no, from the, the from the song, the the hymn. His eye is on the sparrow, and I got to tell you, you're one of the poorest sparrows I've ever prayed for. Ah, uh, but you have been praying for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, get that. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Boy, you're quick tonight. You're quick. Okay. Well, it's just it's been a beautiful thing with these folks. Um, you know, Richard learned his martial arts when he was he was a chief petty officer in the Navy, a station out in Hawaii. Right. And so when he when he has his class, he forms it all up and and there's a real spirit of Ohana. For those that don't know what Ohana means, it's family. And is even that a though Hawaiian yeah, word? that is a that is a Polynesian word um, that means family. And for 
A lot of people have seen Lilo and Stitch. That is not where I got it. Uh, <laughs> I had friends that were in the military out there. And and where you could kind of snicker at it with the, with the Disney movie, uh, uh-huh. when you're dealing with people that have had that culture get on the inside of them, they don't snicker. They right. just show up. They just show up and they help. And I'm absolutely blown away at, at a point where I, I'd figure, hey, you know what? I've about gotten as much out of these friends as anybody has a right to expect. And then they come back and they go, oh, no, you had a need. Here it is. Take care. Taken care of. God bless you. We're happy to we're happy to help. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, dear Lord, just bless these folks because they have been such a blessing to me. And lest lest anybody walk away thinking that they really are the Christian League of Kung Fu Assassins. I'm talking about the heaven and earth uh, style of uh, uh, of Kung Fu headed up there in northern Rochester uh, by Shifu Richard Georgie. Thank you so much to you and everybody in my Ohana out there. Awesome. Well, I'll go ahead and give my shout out. I'm going to give my shout out to the CEO. I've I've uh, used him. Uh, used him. Uh, he was my shout out once or twice a long time ago. But Greg Martin, the CEO of the Leading Edge uh, Radio Network, he has been so busy because he he keeps up regularly with the elections. And now that those they're over, he's kind of kind of getting a break. And the man loves hot dogs almost, almost, but not quite as much as I do. And he would probably debate me on that. Uh, but anyway. Uh, let's get into uh, a couple of business matters here real quick. I have got to plug sudsysopery.com. Love their products, Jim. I really do. They're so refreshing. Uh, I call it uh, a cup of coffee for my skin using their products in the shower. Fantastic stuff. If you go on there, check out all they have to offer. Also, mysudsycrate.com. You can subscribe so you don't even have to reorder if you want. And here's the cool thing. The discount checkout code for both of those sites, my uh, Sudsy or and mysudsycrate.com, the checkout code you can get 10% off if you use the code, just one word, Jason. Also, we need to mention the podcast that you're listening to right now is downloadable at ourfantasticwebsite.com um, and on Roku. By the way, that reminds me, um, we've got the contest going on. We've got a number of entries. We do have a Roku Express Plus. We are going to give away. The drawing will be December 31st, and it will be shipped as soon as I get a lunch break that following week. Um, so that's that's going on. we got the Roku Express, but you can also win a package of Omaha Steak hamburgers. And what really surprised me in value, the Roku's probably worth a little bit more than the than the hamburgers, um, but more people get have... have gotten more excited over the hamburgers than they have the Roku. What do you think about that, Jim? <laughs> that, I don't know. I, that that confuses me a little bit in one way and in another way. You get I've it. kind of been, I, I, I do kind of get it because I've been looking for a burger that reminds me of what I had when I was a kid. And so I can see somebody going, no, we are on a quest for the perfect The perfect burger. burger. Well, I've had yes. a couple of those this weekend. Um, I, I had two that were cooked on the grill and I had one that I pan fried. Um, they were both good. Of course, I preferred the one that was on the grill. Um, I put a little bit of the Omaha steak, uh, forgot the name of it. It's a seasoning on it. Delicious. But anyway, you can enter that contest by going to bigbasincontest.com. Uh, great stuff. Also, I want to tell you, Jim, this is brand new. I haven't even told you about this, but if you go to the Big Basin, 
and you want to do some Christmas shopping, you can do some Christmas shopping right there at TheBigBasin.com. We've got a store there now. As a matter of fact, uh-huh. yeah. And the money, uh, we're an affiliate with Amazon, and the little commission, the little kickback that we get back is going to go to help pay for the, the website, the streaming, and everything else here. Um, it probably won't be much. It probably won't even be enough to cover it, but every little bit helps. While I'm talking about that, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna switch, pop over here to the gravy page. I'm going to cover something real quick. There's two, two things I want to talk about real quick. There is a hunting knife that I put on there, and I specifically looked for this knife to put it on there. I love this knife. I got this knife originally at Big Five Sporting Goods, so this is the same knife. It is a hunting knife. You just pulled it up, didn't you? I was trying. Yeah. Um, it is a, uh, it's, the description is a 13-inch tactical survival Rambo hunting fixed blade knife. I hate that word Rambo. People always put that right. in descriptions. This is an excellent knife. I use it, Jim. Now, you, you will have to sharpen it just a little bit when you get it, but not much. It's got a good edge on it. I use this knife when I smoke my ribs. My ribs are always too big to put in the smoker. I have to cut them in two. The rack, this knife cuts through it like butter. And and most meats, too. I use this basically for my smoking knife. Really good knife. Normally, if you go to Big Five and this, this knife is not on sale, it will run you, a, I think, about $40, $46. I, and which knife is Oh, this oh, is the third... Not only that, thirteen inch. Yes, I got to tell you, I just saw in here. This could be a Black Friday thing. It was twenty one when I posted it. It was eighteen just a few minutes ago. They just dropped the price to eleven sixty five. I'm seeing that. That you know what? I'm going to get me another one because this would make a great gift. I'm going to purchase another one. So that that's a good knife. I'm telling you, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed having that knife. It comes. Uh, actually, you know what? I think I'm looking at the wrong knife. Actually, let me pull that pull that up again. I am looking at the wrong knife. That's a good knife too. Actually, the one I want is the 12 inch. No, it's 18.95. I apologize. Go back to that main page, Jim. Uh, click on knives right there. You see that? Yep. It's the 12 inch tactical one right under that. The 12 inch tactical Bowie knife. Uh. With the sheet, that's the knife I'm talking about. I will put a link in the blog to that. That is running for eighteen ninety five. Boy, do I feel silly. My bad, folks. Uh, well, both of them are really cool looking knives. This one is the one I, mean, I own. This has a very hard plastic sheath. That's why I noticed that it wasn't the other one wasn't the knife I own. This one has a very uh, a very nice tactical sheath. Uh, this is this is my what I call my rib cutter. I sound I sound like. Uh, uh, Quincy from ME or something, you know, hand me the rib cutter, you know, <laughs> rib spreader, right. whatever. That's a good knife. So, uh, but there's a lot of products on there uh, that you can go through. And like I said, if you purchase off this, it does go to help pay for the streaming, the podcast services, everything uh, that keeps shows like the biscuits and gravy and um, those who show up to side, everything there up and running. So let's see, I'm going to go back and see if I think that just about covers everything well, almost everything we got to promote. I, I will tell you this. We are looking for content providers for TheBigBasin.com. Well, what kind of content? Content? I'm so glad you asked. It can be in the form of a blog, and you don't even have to get in and, and blog normally. You can even just send me an email with some pictures, 
and and I'll post your blog for you. If you want to do a pre-recorded podcast or you know send us a story, whatever, we will uh, have you as a content provider on the Big Basin. So let's see. That about covers it. Hey, Jim, it's time to get into our quotes. All righty. Um, I've got a good one for you. This is from Eleanor Roosevelt. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. I think that's pretty true for the most part. They can that's sure pretty, try. Right. They can sure try. The other quote, uh, you must pay the price if you wish to secure the blessing. That goes along with what you were talking about earlier. you got to do what you got to do. Right. Right. That goes perfectly with that. Um, so I got a who said it for you, Jim, and then we'll go into your quotes. Who said it's time for the human race to enter the solar system? <laughs> oh, goodness. And it wasn't um, Yogi Berra. It sounds like something he would say, but it wasn't Yogi. To enter the solar system? Yeah. Oh, long, good long pause here. I'm going to have to get some music to yeah. play while we're thinking about I, this. Dun, dun, yeah. I, I, um, I'll I'm give you a, a hint. He's from Indiana. That does nothing for me. I'll give you another hint. He is associated with an old television show from the late 80s, early 90s, named Murphy Brown. And the, t- and the clock is ticking. That's your final hint. I, I'm, I'm, I probably shouldn't be looking at the tracker <laughs> okay you, you've got it, i see two you? i see two letters here that's that's just I'm, a friendly reminder for I, me about something that's all that is uh, okay yeah right <laughs> we are I, having I, way I, too I, much fun i haven't i haven't derived at my answer honestly so i better just let you okay let you it is vice president dan quayle i thought is so. that what you were thinking of yeah <laughs> yeah when i see dq there i'm like okay they're not talking about dairy queen no <laughs> <laughs> Although that's probably where he was at when he said it. Right. Time for the human race to enter the solar system. I got to tell Stretching you. my head on that one. Every every time you hear a quote like that, I, Dan Quayle was known for these quotes. He was famous for these quotes, um, but not so much as he was when, or, or as the individual George W. Bush was when he came along. This is something that I would have thought George Bush would have said. George W. Bush. But, right. It does sound like a... Yeah. So, so sounds like a little bit of yubble do. Yeah, exactly. Fun stuff. You got a quote for me, Jim? I do. Um, the Dolce Ferrari. Who's who said that? Oh, it's Latin for "Have a nice day." <laughs> uh, Danke Shane. Yeah. Um, Ilud Iterium Disseripotes. Okay. You you can say that again. Somebody's been playing with Google. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you you got any more? Every you once in a while, when I every once in a while when I uh, uh, play cards, uh-huh. well, usually Uno, uh, yeah. Lege Lege at K Lacrima, yeah. read them and weep. <laughs> oh. or, or, or what, what's really fun is you like string a bunch. If you ever get to a point where you can string a bunch of these together, right? And then people are like, "What in the world are you on about?" And you just go. Vaduanum Latin Laquabar, Mianeptum, yeah, Interdum Modo Elebator, which, oh, was I speaking Latin again? Silly me, sometimes it just slips out. <laughs> I see in the tracker here something about a bumper sticker. Oh, yeah. Sonesi Latin Laqueris. Honk if you speak Latin. Oh, that's that's funny. 
Maybe we ought to get one of those made up. Yeah. Okay, well. Cosque Comedus Est. Everybody's a comedian. I. Yeah, that's funny. By the way, <laughs> speaking of comedian, I saw a picture of you recently where you were holding up a book. And you had, like, one eye squinched down and one eye wide open. You look like the captain from 30,000 Leagues Under the Sea in that picture. <laughs> so Probably on... Uh, you're holding a book about a telephone booth. Did that have something to do with Doctor Who? Oh, that was Doctor Who. Ah, Absolutely. Okay. okay. Well, I got an idea. You get a bumper sticker that says what you said about honk if you speak Latin. And then next to it have one that says... Factus est usus ex Latina, which means it's Latin. Get used to it, <laughs> right? So I, oh, I, I know how to else use, has been on, on yeah, Google. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I have Google, and I'm not afraid to use it. That's right. Hey, Google, Wait, that, yeah, I have that would be a great Latin phrase. That would be a good phrase, just in English. <laughs> right? Yeah. Wait, I I saw somebody had posted a diploma on their Facebook page. It said they just weren't were awarded this diploma, and what it was was. A Google achievement, uh, user achievement award. Thought oh, that no. was pretty interesting. Yeah, I was like, I need one of those. So let's get into um, let's get into a few stories here, real quick. Alrighty. The election is over. I don't know about you, but I'm I am so glad that it's over. It couldn't get oh, yeah. over enough for me. Um, and some people are saying, well, you know. It's not over until the Electoral College uh, makes their votes. You know, it could go the other way. There's some Democrats actually trying to persuade, strong-arm the Electoral College to change their vote. I don't, I don't think it'll ever happen. Some, some states even have penalties for that. Tell the truck driving by I said hello. Oh, no. Yeah, boy. Yeah, that's that's a big truck. It sounds like, so um, yeah, they're actually. I, I I don't think it'll happen. Would you want to be a member of the electoral college and go home to your, uh, your community and say, uh, I didn't do what you wanted me to do? Yeah, I know what you wanted me to do. I just decided to do something else. Right. Um, this isn't like you're a congressman or a senator and you get to go and vote as you see fit. That's it doesn't work that way. But that's what they're they're trying to do. I guess uh some people are up in arms about the new um national advisor, uh one of the advisors for Trump for the the national security advisor. Uh because he's made some statements that are some feel are questionable. One of the things that he has said, uh let me go back up here and get his name. Um Lieutenant General Michael Flynn one of the things that he says is, and I quote, Islam is a political ideology. It is a political ideology. It definitely hides behind this notion of it being a religion. Flynn told a crowd in Dallas this last August, and I have a very, very tough time because I don't see a lot of people screaming Jesus Christ with hatchets or machetes or rifles shooting up clubs or hatcheting, literally axing families on a train. I think he's right. Yep. There was something like that that um, I think I'd shared before where uh, Richard Dawkins was being critical of Christianity. And in, 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 a, in a public uh, forum, he said, you know, Christianity makes these, these claims about the universe. Um, they, 
this this idea that we're all too civilized to talk about religion. The religion is off the table. He says, I don't I don't buy into that convention. He says they make truth claims. They should be ridiculed publicly with contempt. Yeah. And the thing was that Ravi Zacharias came back, and I don't listen to everything Ravi Zacharias has to say, but I thought this response was really, really good. He says, you know what? He says, Richard Dawkins is really paying us a compliment. Right. I dare him to make such a statement in a counterculture like Islam. I dare him to, to say something like that in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. At the very least, he will learn that not all religions are created equal. Yeah. Yep. Um, so anyway, I, I, I like the fact that uh, Trump is surrounding himself with people with this kind of a mindset because it means a safer nation for us all in the long run. People, people who get the obvious. Right. You know, because that's what it is. It's obvious. I, I'm so tired of having to deal with people that don't understand the basics of the conversation they're trying to have and yet try to foist themselves off as some kind of some kind of intellectual. It's like you don't even understand the basics of the conversation. Like I support I, I support, um, you know, if, if, if take you, you've seen the meme where you've got like Hillary and she's or maybe it wasn't Hillary, but there's some liberal. They had a T-shirt on and the T-shirt said, um a woman's body, a woman's choice, and then you realize that what they are saying while they're while they're sitting there with this T-shirt on, they're saying, you know, if getting rid of guns saves even one child's life, right? While she's sitting there with a pro-abortion T-shirt on, and you step back, going, "Do you even understand the basics of the conversation you're trying to have?" Until you do, please shut your screaming howler. Yeah, because I, you know. Have you ever had those people where you're in the room with them and you're like, oh, merciful heavens, I'm losing IQ points by the second. I sure hope that much stupid isn't catching because. Right. And you just, you, well, you know, and in that moment, you just forget how to speak and go, oh, no, it's too late. Well, the best reaction, the best way I can describe my reaction when I'm in a room with somebody like that and they say something like that, uh, two words, Gib stare. And UNC, yeah, okay. UNCIS fans will get that. Like one of oh, his okay. agents will say something stupid, and he just looks at him and kind of cocks his head a little bit. You know, um, you, you'd have to watch the show to get that. But that is exactly my reaction when I I hear something that sounds like melted marshmallows. You know, with with lint coming out of their mouth. It, it makes no oh. sense at all. I have no I idea where I got that. My, my my favorite my favorite comment along those lines is is yeah your brain's just melted and they're and they're dribbling over your bottom lip see to it it's like these people that are saying they're they refuse to help um miss mrs trump design her wedding dresses uh because they don't believe in the conservative ideology the conservative philosophy so they're going to refuse they're not going to help her these are the same people who are all up in arms when the Christian bakers and the florists decided they weren't going to participate in gay and lesbian weddings. Go to meddling, preacher. Uh, yeah, exactly. Speaking of which, this is next in the story list. This isn't, uh, let's see, Richland, Washington, the owner of Arlene's Flowers. Her name is Baronelle. I like that name, Baronelle Stutzman. Um, she is scheduled to make an appearance 
actually, she probably already did this last week, to defend her controversial actions in not only declining to serve a same-sex couple, um, but servicing their actually wed- their actual wedding location. And uh, she is being fined $1,001 uh, for refusal to serve the couple back in 2013. This is going all the way to the Supreme Court uh, in, the, in the state of Washington. I, th- this, you know, whether you're for tolerance for this or not, you know, there is, there's a principle here of religious freedom. And you saying that your rights trumps mine in this area does not. Because right. I am a, when it all boils down, when it all comes to the end, and I stand before my maker, I'm going to have to stand before him. Not the Supreme Court, not a state Supreme Court judge, n- not not somebody, not a jury. I stand before the maker. And that's what it boils down to. I'd rather give an account to him and, and doing the right thing than anybody else. And I don't know what to make of these fines. I know a lot of people have lost their businesses and they've been financially ruined. Uh you know what? You can financially ruin a Christian, but only temporarily. And yep. I, I'm talking on the eternal realm here because you have no idea. Um, my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills and the wealth in every mine. So I, I feel like the guy from Sling Blade. That's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I was in a cave Want one me some- Go me some french fries. Yeah. With ketchup. I like that part where he goes, what are you doing with that hammer in your hand? I just reckon I sort of woke up with it. <laughs> you know, <it's> just, <laughs> right. Sling Blade is a classic movie. It really is. I was in a cave one <laughs> right. time taking a tour, and the lady says, okay, I'm going to turn off all the lights in the cave so you can see how actually dark it is. You, you've done that, right, where they turn the lights off yep. in the cave? So she turned off the light, and jokingly, she said, Okay, well, I'm going to go back to the entrance of the cave. I'll meet you all there. It got real quiet, and I said, All right, Dan. <laughs> the whole crowd busted right. up laughing. They realized it was a all joke. All right, right, Dan. All right, Dan. So, um, <laughs> anyway, let me, let me move back. Boy, we chased a rabbit trail on that one. So that's okay. <laughs> this this one will really get your goat. Uh, Denver, The Denver Sheriff's Department has been fined quite a bit of money, too, from what I understand, for not hiring United States citizens. Now, when I first read this story, I thought, well, that's a good thing. We don't want people who aren't citizens. Uh, However, it's not just people who aren't citizens. It's people who aren't citizens but have a a work permit, a uh, temporary residency card. So I still, I kind of understand that. But you know what? I, I at the same time, we make that a requirement for our president of the United States. Why shouldn't we make it for our law enforcement? Right. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah. Do I want the guy telling me and arresting me? Uh, I don't. And this has nothing to do with race or anything. This just has to do with the principle and common sense um there are plenty of other jobs out there that these people can do and are doing and i don't have a problem with that 
Um, but when you're dealing with enforcement of our state laws and constitution, I don't think you have a vested interest in enforcing and preserving that. No, and that's and that's really an ongoing theme is that we're we're being told the idea that somehow these people are trustworthy if you don't have a vested interest if this is not your country right then then we really don't need to trust you i mean common sense are you going to trust me as a foreigner in your country of origin to come over there and try to run things for you it's kind of like it's kind of like and i know that um i i know this goes towards points that Hillary was trying to make, but hypothetically, let's say that Hillary was right and Russia was trying to influence our elections. Do I want Russia to influence our elections? No, I don't want any foreign interests to be influencing our elections. This is our country. We're making decisions about it um, and, and how we're going to live. But but uh, to have somebody come in and now you're going to start functioning in law enforcement number one i got a question how how qualified can you possibly be in the laws of a foreign country meaning us right and and number two if these aren't your people if you don't have a commitment to the constitution and what it represents good heavens now let me clarify how much let, let me let me clarify something else here that's as a deputy. If there's another job inside that that really doesn't have to do with the, the details and job descriptions of a des, uh, deputy or a law enforcement uh, official, and when I say official, somebody who is proactively enforcing the law, that's one thing. If there's a job within that department, maybe a dispatcher, a forensic uh, scientist or something like that that you're qualified for, by all means, uh, as long as you're not out on the streets doing what you can to preserve and, and enforce that. I got a problem with that. I don't have so much of a problem with it if somebody's a dispatcher. Sometimes there might be a place for that. But but you might mm. disagree with me on that. I might I think it would I'll be, be a honest. case by case basis though. It it may be a case by case basis, but anything that affects the playing out of our of our law enforcement and our legal system I'm not comfortable having somebody who's not doesn't have the vested interest of a citizen. And I don't care if they're a naturalized citizen. That's fine. At least they've gone through the process right. to say, no, no, no. This is what I plan on being my home from this point forward. Right. Then I'm all then then I'm all like, oh no. If they're qualified, bring them on in. Put them to work. That's great. But if you're going to have anything, even in a supportive role, whereby you're handling evidence like in a forensics thing right hmm not not i'm not comfortable with that but well, you may be right it may be a case-by-case -case basis you never know there could be somebody that, can't, that comes over from another country and that's what they did over there and they are extremely qualified at it uh a forensic well, scientist or an evidence technician or something like that it and, and they may be in the process, let's say somebody like that, and they're in the process of becoming a naturalized citizen. Or not a naturalized citizen, but a citizen through the through this process. Um, right. Then, you know, I, I, I like qualified people. Uh, what, I think you could take that under consideration. Yeah. Yeah, but just overall run of the mill, let's line these folks up and give them jobs. No. No. Yeah. No, absolutely not. I, you know that I'm a recruiter for a Fortune 500 company. I get people of all races, walks, life, backgrounds, and everything. 
if they can sit behind a desk, answer a phone call, navigate a computer, if they can do the job, as long as they're qualified, you know, they have their paperwork in order saying that they are legally authorized to work in the United States, hey, I'll put them to work. I got no problem with that. I really don't. Um, I have, I haven't had anybody yet that doesn't have the paperwork. Um, so it hasn't been an issue for me there yet. So, but anyway, that's, uh, that's that story. So moving right along, here's something that really got me. I found this on the blaze. I'll put a link to it up on the website as well. Um, there is a Texas center senator in Texas who's being attacked by the LGBT community for a bill that is designed to prevent schools from hiding information from their parents. Now, Jim, you're a parent. I'm a parent. I started to say, wouldn't you like to be a parent, too? But (laughs) um, (laughs) those of us in the 70s get that joke. So they're saying that if a child wants to come out uh, as a as a homosexual but doesn't want their parents to know yet, and then the school finds out, then the school would be legally obligated to let the parents know. And they're saying that's not fair to the child. Well, in the bill, actually, it doesn't say anything about certain... It's not targeted towards any one person or group or anything like that. And the Texas senator, which I'm trying to get her name, this pop-up blocker keeps coming up and... Uh, it will not let me go away from it. But this Texas senator says that there are actually laws already in place to prevent this. All this does is strengthen those laws. <clears throat> now, I have no worries about what the LGBT, I have a problem even calling them that. that that's one of those political correct terms, but I won't call them, well, I don't know what to call them, but I just don't like that. I've the Bible has names for people like that, but, you know, I'm not here to offend people. I'm not. Um, but anyway, sometimes that happens, and so be it. But here's the thing. As a parent, I want to know every single thing that happens that is associated, related to, or part of my child's education, or part of their social life at school. A part, I, I want to know if he goes to lunch and walks out of school and goes to the corner store during lunch, I want to know what's going on. That is my child. Well, and if, yeah, and and not your child in the sense that you own him, but your child in the sense that you're responsible for him. Oh, but I do own him. (laughs) For all intents and purposes until he's 18 years of age or out of the house. Well, legally, you're going to be responsible for stuff that he does, aren't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, it, but on a logical point, on a, on, on a pure logic point, okay, so this child has come out. Okay, uh-huh. then come out. What they're afraid of, Jim, is, is people who come from backgrounds like you and I, who through their local church, uh, through their local ministries, would do what this community calls conversion therapy. Uh, trying to change them back. That's their words, not mine. That's what they're afraid um, of. Yeah, but see, that what that does is it puts the schools in the position of making a decision that impacts the parents, but keeping the parents from being able to uh, have, have any say in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've got no input in it. And they're like, well, no, we're, we're trying to protect the child. From what? From 
who? Yeah. Because you're you're protecting from from, from the people that you yourself are understand are legally responsible for these people for these kids uh-huh. you're protecting them from the people that you're holding responsible for their behavior what kind of logical sense does that make yep you're I- gonna hold me responsible for stuff my kid does but you're not gonna let me know what my kid does wait what yeah exactly i'll get i'll give you an example of and i will say this i'm thankful for this the school recently sent home a permission slip for my son uh, regarding sex education. It had, had different classes that they would be put in for, I think, like a week and a half. And each class, it had a, uh, a little section where you could opt in or opt out. One of the classes was how to appropriately uh, apply birth control. Okay? Oh, great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, one of the other classes was um, tolerance. For, you know, the, for lack of a better word, the LGBT community, whatever, um, and, and bullying and just so many different classes and such stuff. One, one class was avoiding, um, vo- avoiding transmitted diseases. So here's the thing. If you opt out of one, because everything's so closely related, how do you know that they're not going to get that same information in another class that you opt them into? Right. So one of the classes was how to get help if you need it. Hey, that sounds great on the surface. Well, how do you get help for what? If you're contacting a disease, if you need help with understanding the use of birth, what, you know, all of a sudden you've opened up one whole class and you're getting the whole nine yards. So I made a decision. I contacted the nurse, uh, the teacher who was putting this on in about three different phone conversations with questions because this is part of a, they, they actually test on this stuff through, through the health class at the end of the year. They have testing that covers a lot of stuff over the year. And, um, I contacted the nurse because I had a, I had a bunch of questions. Long story short, at the end of it, I decided to opt him out of everything. Um, I don't know when our public systems got the idea that the school has got to, their, it seems like their main objective and their goal is taking the place of the parent. I think part of the problem was, and not completely because this is, I think this is a transitional realm into a more socialistic society, but part right. of that problem is I think one of the things that kicked it off, not the thing, but one of the things, is when parents themselves decided to have latchkey kids, kids that take care of themselves, for, for lack of a better phrase. There's no parenting right. there. All, they're, all, they're, all they are are dom- domestic entities they live together it's an aquarium family they all eat from the same food they swim together but there's no relationship there really isn't or not much of one not much of one so i think it's a combination of of those two things no i think you're i think you're very very much right so anyway that's food to think on boy we're really we got a lot of biscuits here here's another one that gets me I am not Catholic, never will be. I've got family members who are Catholic. This gets me, and I'll bring up a joke on this a little later. Pope Francis has now extended permission for his priest to forgive the grave sin of abortion to all priests. Hmm. Last I checked, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. 
So yeah, but it's not the it's not the babies. Right. Right. Well, no, that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at. I know. Is, I know. I'm. <laughs> last time I checked, it wasn't a Catholic that was on the cross. Right. Matter of fact, even the Catholics will kind of tell you that because Catholicism didn't start until later. Uh, Three eleven A.D. Yeah, with with Peter, right? He Peter was the first pope. No. Nope. Okay. No. Cool. No. No. Correct no, no, me. No, no. Okay. Yeah. You want to. You want to be corrected on. You will want to be corrected okay, on this. Correct me. Who the, was the first the, pope? The Catholic. The Catholic um, position. Right. Is that Peter was the first pope? That's yeah, that, their, yeah. That's their that's position. Their position. That's, that's what I meant by that. I, I know that okay. Peter wasn't the first pope. Right. Otherwise, um, I would have committed Baptist heresy. I know, right? Or something along that line? <laughs> yeah, no. Here's here's the joke I was going to get at. This Baptist, just for fun, walks into a Catholic church in St. Louis, climbs into the confessional booth and says, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. The priest in the next booth over says, Please confess your sins and you shall be absolved. And the Baptist says, Excuse me, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Uh, I love it. That's I, hilarious. I, I'm not here to offend Catholics, folks. I'm just telling a little bit of a Baptist joke. And as soon as I can right. find one on a casserole, that one's coming too. Casserole or fried chicken. So right. Anyway, yeah, I, I heard about the Baptist. Uh, here's a, here's a good story for you. I think this is the one my dad relayed. He went he went to preach a revival, and every night, you know, sometimes they'll put the preachers up with a different family for the evening meal. He said every night they all served fried chicken. And uh, got home, and I think it was, I think it was my mom says I'm I'm gonna fix you a really nice dinner tonight. Something I'll bet you haven't had while you were out on the on the road, and it was fried chicken. <laughs> so, Good deal. I remember my dad telling me that story. I don't remember if he told him about himself or or not. But uh, anyway, hey, let's get into well, the a, short. Yeah, go the ahead. The short ver the short version of dealing with, with with that point, the idea that Peter was the first pope. Is it's impossible for Peter to be the first pope, given right. the fact that Catholicism wasn't even invented. Constantine is the one who who basically created the Catholic Church, right. Catholic meaning universal in the Latin, um, in 311, 312 A.D. Okay, so there's and then you got to discuss biblically where in the Bible do you see a pope of any variety? Right. We're even forbidden to call people father. So Yeah, absolutely. You're not supposed to call him father and pope just means father. There there So so you're right. even forbidden to but you it's not possible for Peter to have been the first pope of any variety. <clears throat> yeah. Because Catholicism didn't even come into existence until 311-312 AD when Constantine, not Peter, not Jesus, Constantine created it. I completely agree. There's a good book, and I'll leave. Uh, let's leave this topic on this note. There's a good That's book. Fun. There's a good book about Catholicism, the history, the origin, called "The Two Babylons." I can't think of the author's name right now, but I'll find it on Amazon. I'll put a link to that on there too. I'll try to put the link on that. Really good book. I, I read it years and years ago. Um, let's get into a little gravy right now because we've only got right. only got about ten minutes. How do you know when you've had too much to drink? Well, for me, it's if I've had any to drink, because I don't drink. But anyway, <laughs> Ashley Basich, I think that's how you pronounce it. She's 49 years old. She was arrested in Wyoming this last month and charged with DUI. This is hilarious. Police found her late at night using an industrial forklift to pick up and move a van 
that she explained was blocking her driveway. The problem with that is she works for the state forestry department, and she had commandeered the state-owned forklift to move the van. She had a cooler of beer in the forklift and was operating it while wearing flip-flops. How redneck <laughs> do you have to be? Here's what gets me. The here's here's the here's the punchline. Are you ready? The van that was blocking her driveway was her own van. <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, that's yeah. Remember that comment I made earlier about being around people that are so dumb, right? That you're scared it's catching. Yeah, Gibbs. Like, I'm losing IQ points by the yeah. Yeah, I'm losing IQ points by the second here. Yep, absolutely. So um, here's here's another funny story, uh, which I'll follow it up with a true story that happened to me. Jacob Romer, age 20, was arrested in Nogany, Nagani. Township, Michigan? Are you familiar with that one? No, it's Since not near me. Okay. He was arrested after a brief chase this last October as well, following an attempted home invasion. The resident confronted him, chased him in the woods where a state police dog eventually found him lying on the ground, unconscious and bloody. Apparently in the darkness, he was running so fast he ran into a tree and knocked himself out. <laughs> so, here's my story. Uh... About 1997, uh, it was in the fall, about this time of year, I am driving my patrol car down the main street in a little town called Stover, Missouri. I look up on the front porch of a house that's supposed to be abandoned, and I see a young kid wearing a pair of shorts and tennis shoes, no shirt. He's got a Walmart bag around his face, kind of like up to his lips. <laughs> I look, I know exactly what he's doing. I... I I motioned to him. I said, come over here towards my car. I want to talk to you. He re he pulls the bag down from his face, and there's purple paint all the way around his lips. He's huffing paint is what he's doing. Oh, great. Now, keep in mind, I'm about 340-some-odd pounds. I I'm a big cop. I'm not a fat cop. I'm just the thick part of the thin blue line. So, he's... <laughs> I thought you might like that. You're wrecking me. <laughs> so... <laughs> He starts walking towards my car. I'm, I'm sitting in the driver's seat, you know. <laughs> he gets about halfway to my car, and all of a sudden he drops the bag and starts running. Starts running. So I'm, I'm chasing after. I get on the radio, my shoulder mic, call out uh, the, the county sheriff's department, let him know I'm in a foot pursuit, yada, yada, yada. Well, <laughs> I'm a big guy. I'm built like a funnel. It was one of, one of the guys at Midwestern said, have you ever tried to put a belt on a funnel? That's That was his reason for Dr. Hodge. That was his reason for not wearing a, a belt. So anyway, I'm running, and my pants, my belt, everything drops completely to my ankles. And when, that, oh, no. when you're running and that happens, there's only one place for you to go down, and that's on your face. Boom. Right. Boom. Well, this kid's running. He turns around to see how much distance he's put between us. And he starts laughing hysterically. And I don't think it was the paint that was causing the laugh. It was probably my posterior exposed on the pavement. There's a lot of peas there. He starts laughing hysterically. He's still looking at me. He's running, runs smack dab into a, a light pole and knocks himself out cold. So I get over there. I cuff him up. I call for an ambulance. He's starting to wake up. I'm like, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, what happened? What? He didn't even know what happened. Put him in, they uh, stood him up. They told told me to take him. Go ahead and take him down to the um, police station. Unorthodox. They would not do that today. Um, so I took him down to the police station. I walked in. It's about midnight. The chief's there. He's doing UCR reports, and 
he says, who you got there? I said, this guy I caught, he was kind of huffing paint, and I'm bringing him down here for medic. He says, he said, is this the guy you were in the foot pursuit? He had heard it over the radio. I said, yeah. Now, keep in mind, I'm 350 or 340-plus pounds frame. This kid's athletic. I mean, he's got a six-pack app, you know, the, the abs. And the chief looks at me and says, you caught him? I said, yeah. He goes, no, 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 let me rephrase that. You caught him? I was like, yeah. I never did tell him. I never did. Good, so, good. Yeah. Yep. Good. I was hoping that you hadn't. No, that was that was my shining moment. Hey, I'm big, but, you know, right. I got skills. So, I got skills. I had another guy one time. I was rolling around on the ground fighting, trying to get the cuffs in him. My backup was on the way. He looks down at my name badge and says, Kurt, it says Kurtman, you know, Officer Jason Kurtman. He starts busting up laughing uncontrollably. I finally get him in cuffs because he's laughing so hard. I said, what's so funny? He goes, Kurtman, Cartman, respect my authority, you know, from an old TV show or something. <laughs> so, hey, it works, you know. You, you do what you can. You use whatever advantage you can you can get. So, right. um, let's see. Here's a weird story. Um, oh, this is kind of funny. I read this this week. This is hilarious. Wandering inside a pet store, this gentleman stopped in front of a birdcage to admire a parakeet. Him and the parakeet looked at each other for several minutes before the parakeet piped up. He said, can't you talk? <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Here's another weird weird story. Uh, have you ever left a restaurant where you were just stuffed, like a buffet or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, there's a customer, and I, I wish I'm going to set a leak up to it, but the pop-up pop-ups are being... Uh, they're blocking everything, and I can't seem to get them moved away. It was a Chipotle's restaurant that's being sued by a couple of patrons who said who are being sued because um, they were full too too full when they left. Now that's just uh, here. Here you go. Ready, Gibstare. Uh people are. Uh, I got nothing. We're we're gonna have to change the name of the show to the Gravy Heads show or something talking about the i tell you what <laughs> right uh, meal for brains yeah um here's a here's a story uh, about a man who gently pushed a, him and his girlfriend got into a fight while they were eating dinner they were arguing he grabs a slice of pizza and gently that was the key word i don't think it was gently places it and and kind of rubs it in like a pie into his girlfriend's face what do you think about that, Jim? Is there ever a moment, um, a Larry Moe and Curly moment, when it's okay to do that? <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, being sarcastic. Not with a pizza. <laughs> right. Well, what she did, it just really topped it. She went to her bedroom, got a pistol, came back, and shot him. <laughs> oh, well, good. Well, at least it was proportionate. <laughs> oh, man. Gib stare. Gib stare. Uh, right. What a waste of a good pizza. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, I'm like I'm like Garfield and not, Will Rogers. I've never met a pizza I did not like, except maybe that Python pizza we talked about a couple of weeks ago. See, now, now you can tell that we've both been college students at a Baptist college. Right. Never trust a skinny Baptist. They're just yep. not they're not serious about it. Here here's a woman. Uh her name is Alana Annette Saval, 32. Uh, a couple of people came to Bay County Sheriff's Office in Panama City, Florida. A couple of people came to her house about 1 o'clock in the morning, asked her for a drink. She gave them a drink. Um, after a little while, they started getting a little rowdy. She asked them to leave. They wouldn't They wouldn't leave. 
So she went and got a twenty two and started randomly firing into the floor in various parts of the room. One of them left uh, with a twenty two caliber bullet in her leg. Guests won't leave? Just shoot them. Then they won't have wow. to leave. They'll just stay there for a while. See, if I knew that was an option, I could have taken care of the Jehovah's Witnesses a long time oh, ago. Oh, now, careful there. <laughs> <laughs> We've picked on the Catholics, and now the Jehovah Witnesses. Actually, we all, he's joking, folks. He's not going to shoot any Jehovah Witnesses. Oh, no, 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 no. See, Jehovah's Witnesses in my neighborhood are a form of entertainment for the entire neighborhood. They like to send them to my house. My neighbors will go, no, 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 you need to go over there. Because at the end of the conversation, <laughs> they're, cl no, literally, the, my, my neighbor was hiding in my bushes, listening to me deal with some Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. And, and I was, I was, that's, I was one way to do it. I was it. kind. Okay. I I'm was kind. I'm gonna, we gotta I, go. Yeah. Well, just about. I'm gonna give you one more story and then we'll close out with the last words. A mall Santa, this is hilarious, I'll set up a link to this, got fired. He's being sent to sensitivity training. He was talking to a little girl on his lap, and he said he made the comment, guess who's on the naughty list? The little girl, of course, who? And he said, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> well, the mother heard it, got mad. The Santa has been fired. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I, I don't know that it's in good taste to talk politics with a six-year-old girl on your lap. Yeah, but Say, you know what? It's she funny. didn't get it, so it's no harm, no foul. Yeah, mom got it. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's funny. I wouldn't have done it's it. Hilarious. It's one of those things that I wouldn't have done, but I would have loved to have seen it happen. So right. Anyway, folks, that concludes this episode of the Biscuits and Gravy Show. I hope you have a fantastic week. Keep in mind that green chili is king. Jim, have the last word. Don't forget to put your amber alerts on on your cell phones. The life you save may be someone that you care deeply about. Everybody take care.